I'm no longer bound, I'm no longer chained, I'm no longer captive, no longer restrained. Delivered, set free, and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Welcome, everybody, to Be the Light. This is Pastor Zachia Robinson, and who we have with us today is Tank and Sarah Ackerman. They're going to share with us their marriage journey, how God got them through a tough situation, and where they're currently standing. So tune in because this is a show you don't want to miss. My name is Frida. Frida. Welcome everybody to Be The Light. This is Pastor Zachary Robinson and who I have to the left with me is Sarah Ackerman and Tank Ackerman, husband and wife. <laughs> How y'all doing? Yes, yes. Oh, we're doing great. How about yourself, Zachary? You're welcome. Yeah. That's great. So Tank and Sarah, we go way back. Okay, way back. I mean, years, like what, 10 years maybe? At least. At least. (laughs) And the crazy thing is, is um, I could always hear Tank. (laughs) Sarah, she was more like quiet and high and by. And I would always think like, I I wonder who she is. I really want to get it to know her. And then we end up having having a chance to actually work together. And this was my work best friend, my BFF, work BFF (laughs) when I was working there. And so um, I asked them to be on the show because I wanted to just talk to them about marriage. Lately, um, a lot of people, when I on live live feed you know whether if it's youtube tiktok there's always someone asking for me to pray for their marriage mm-hmm. and um they work at a marriage ministry called live the life and they are they also ran marriage ministries okay mm-hmm. when it comes to like churches they always had like the first hand to help married people and so they also have a marriage journey okay i'm pretty sure everything wasn't peaches and cream you know cookies and ice cream so <laughs> there's sometimes when you have a little bit of sugar and salt put together and you got to try to blend these two together to try to fix what is going on in your marriage. And so I wanted to start there. So let's just talk about a little bit about yourself, um, Sarah, and then we're going to go to Tank, talk about a little bit about his journey and like how y'all met. And then like, what was the one biggest struggle that you faced where you were just like, this could have made or broke us, but God. Right. Um, Well, yeah, we have a very interesting story about how we met. And we tried to do the cliff note version of that. Uh, True. But we have been in a, this year we'll have been married 19 years. And yeah. In August, yeah. Yeah. And we we have four children, ages 17 all the way down to five. You know, we call the last one fourth and final, as you know. And, that was um, y'all surprise baby. He, he was our, <laughs> yes, he is. He is a surprise every day because he yeah. has. He's super outgoing and and you know him. So yes. he, he's so fun and God really did bless us with that that last one. <laughs> um, but so going back, I guess back to 2002 is when um, Tank and I met, and it really was a God story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love telling this story for people who are waiting. Mm-hmm. who are waiting yeah. for that person and realizing like there's really nothing that we can do god you know he's going to have that divine appointment for you right. mm-hmm. um i mean there's things that we can do to prepare ourselves but um you know god god is just so amazing i had been not really living my life for god in my early 20s and at um the just six months before I met Tank, I had rededicated my life to Christ and had decided I was going to do things his way, which I found out is much better. It is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, missed out on a lot of yes, the, yes. the mess yes, <laughs> that exactly. we create ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. So in that, I um, went on a journey to to live for him, and I felt so led 
to, this is going to sound crazy, I hope y'all are ready, <laughs> to fly from Tallahassee to Denver to um, either find closure or a new beginning with my college boyfriend. Mm. Because he had always been the person that I had measured up to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like it was such a closed chapter in my life. And so... I drove over to Jacksonville because, you know, it's kind of hard to find a good price in Tallahassee sometimes. (laughs) So went to Jacksonville. I got on the airplane. I had my brand new Bible. It was like a a cheesy Hallmark movie where I put the Bible over my chest and I was like, God, I am just leaving this all up to you. Whatever you want for this trip is what I want. And Mm -hmm. I just want to be obedient. And it truly as cheesy as that sounds, as you can picture it all. It was really the first time in my life that I had relinquished my desires to his desires. And I'm so glad that I did that because long story short, I went to Denver. I got closure. And as my um, ex-boyfriend's mom was driving me to the airport out of nowhere, she never talks about God, but she put her hand on my my, uh, leg and she said, Sarah, God has someone else for you. Mm. Well, I didn't know that that was going to be just uh, a couple hours later that that someone was going to show up. My plane got rerouted out of nowhere from Denver. Denver, I was supposed to go through like Oklahoma City or something. It Mm -hmm. went through Dallas instead. And I was like, you know, when you're, you know, you're just, you know, almost like a new believer and you're just like so on fire. I was like, it's okay. You know, God's plan. I'm rerouted. (laughs) And so I went to Dallas, got on the Dallas plane. And that's when I saw Tank sitting Mm -hmm. in the, um, in the uh, row there. And as I was passing by him, I thought I gave him a very nice smile, but apparently... It she was gave me one of those smiles like, I just got to smile at this black person just to be nice. <laughs> and I'm just being real with you. <laughs> and I'm, when I smile, I'm going to be pretty genuine. You yeah. see all and, the tea. Oh, you're going to see all the tea, but you're going to feel it. You'll yeah. feel it. You'll feel it. <laughs> and this here is just like, and, I, and, and the way I took it, I almost like, I got offended by her. Wow. And I, I, I almost treated her like, you know what? She was, she was going behind me. I'm going to treat her like, you know what? I'm in first class. You can take it behind to the back. <laughs> Even though I wasn't in first class. Right. <laughs> just a few rows up above her. But um, but uh, before that, before, I, I kind of give you the other story part of of my side of it, of the story. Um, I was, you know, obviously, uh, I was Christian man, but also I was living in the world too. It's like that mm-hmm. crossing, which you you don't want to be. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm hot and cold. Stra- okay. Straggling. Straggling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what happened is that I I was I was in that position where I was kind of like, man, did God give me a gift just to being single? Because I I came out of my I came out of a divorced home. Mm-hmm. Right? My parents, my mom and dad really didn't, they weren't, they didn't make it in terms of um, their marriage. And I didn't want to repeat that. Everybody around me, just single parents. And that's just the, the, the culture that I was around. That's what you see now too, though. Oh, yeah. It's warm now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, who wants to sign up for that right. and have a small percentage like, well, do I want to get married and, and then end up being this way? And honestly, I felt like if I got married, Man, I'm gonna be a good catch for somebody. That's what I kept feeling. Nothing wrong with that, but just, just how I felt. All right. But I was in. But I was in the world. I was in the world. I. I. It's like you know, meet girls and all this type of stuff. I knew the story, and it's like, man, I just didn't really. I didn't. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Um, I didn't like that feeling where I just like. I just kind of. It's predictable. Everything's predictable, and I just wanted something that was different, new, and I had high expectations. High expectations for, you know, just because I want to live life and I want people to understand me. I was really involved in a lot of different things and the people I was around, they just really couldn't support what I was trying to do. So um, I ended up going out to visit a friend, a uh, young lady and, in Oklahoma. 
And so I had to, I did the same thing as Sarah. I got, you know, you can't find, you couldn't find good, good prices in Tallahassee. <laughs> you just couldn't. Right. And so my, the next flight I can take out of here to go to, I, I drove over to Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. And so I found flights out of Jacksonville, much cheaper, went over to Oklahoma and, you know, had a good time out there going to, you know, just doing all the kind of fun stuff out there, whatever you can do in Oklahoma. And, um, um, I got, you know, that's where I ended up going to Dallas and we met each other there. And that's what, basically what it came down to. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to tell you when she saw me, well, I guess I don't know if I want to get that part yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you finish. I'll let you start <laughs> and I'll share how, the appearance. <laughs> I remember that when y'all was talking about it at the church, we uh, first gathered together um, at, oh, yeah. that, that was funny. So I'll yeah. hear it, but go ahead. Yeah. In this video, it was, it was nothing but God. Yeah. yeah no, that's true. I, I, you know, I kept walking down, I went and sat down and um, the the plane took off and I could not get him out of my head. It was just like I kept thinking about him. And, you know, I was watching him mess with the little light thing. And I always tease that he had on a sleeveless shirt. So the light was like glistening down on his muscles. <laughs> so that part helped. But I was like, wow, oh, my goodness. Like just this overwhelming. And then it was like, go talk to him. Go talk to him. I'm like. Are you crazy? You want me to get up, walk on this? I'm going to look like a crazy person. But I did. I grabbed my purse and I started walking this long walk um, up the aisle. And I got right up to where his row was. And I chickened out and took a step backwards. Like, what am I thinking? And I hit the beverage cart. <laughs> and you know the beverage the, right. the, they, they don't play yeah. they're like you need to sit down because yeah. we got somewhere to go move it or lose it honey. yes yes <laughs> so I plopped down in that seat and uh, my my wonderful line was do you mind if hi do you mind if I bug you till we land that was you know okay. so ladies that one worked <laughs> um, and he smiled at me with oh, yeah. his big genuine smile and said sure and uh he was he was wearing a sleeveless he looked like he came off a bell biv devoe like <laughs> oh, yeah. uh you know back in the day mtv video he had uh, his bald bright, head, was a bright orange shirt at yeah, the time sleeveless, top, yeah. big old hoop earrings oh, the big baggy <laughs> jeans <laughs> like it was not somebody that was my normal you know right. <laughs> And I tell everybody Dang. that when you meet your spouse, it's going to be the opposite of what you was hoping for oh, yeah. right. or what you pictured. Thought you needed. Yes. <laughs> right. Yep. But when you say, God, mm -hmm. have your way, it's going to be the complete opposite. He so. was like, okay, then. <laughs> well, because naturally, um, even with that whole story, this she had to be obedient to God on that because what happened, she almost didn't want to, she almost didn't want to take the step. Mm -hmm. And so what happened, knowing her natural disposition, Sarah's not just going to go out the way and just going to mm -hmm. go up and just speak to someone. Mm -hmm. That's like just that. not her. That's yeah. just not her. So, you know, that had to be that motivating factor. And then me, if you're looking at the outer cover mm -hmm. of the book and you're just looking at the book cover, it may not fit what you think that's inside that book. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's and powerful. so, yes, I'm sitting there. Where I had to get a big old silver chain on. I'm showing tattoo. It's just I am, I'm sitting there reading the book. You know, I'm, I'm reading the book. I am not like probably what she probably even think. I know the whole thing look messed up. <laughs> look like a hip hop person reading a book. I mean, it just look different. It just look different. Yeah. All right. But, um, but obviously there's another part of the story that you need to understand because God began to move on her in this way. You can share that part about the, uh, the the cart. Cart. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so big, here's just another part. thing is that, so I sat down and, you know, had my great pickup line and then uh, I kept holding my elbow in because I didn't want to get hit, you know, by the beverage cart. And then finally I just turned, like, kind of turned to see, like, where is this cart? Because, and uh, there was no cart. 
not the whole way back, all the way to the restrooms. Nothing was in that aisle. Mm. And I was like, okay, you got me, God. You got me. <laughs> Literally forced me right. into yeah. that seat. So it really has been, you know, a divine um, appointment from that moment. We, you know, we both drove back to Tallahassee separately. He called me the next day, um, asked for me at work. And when I answered, he's like, it's the passenger. <laughs> So, um, smooth, smooth. <laughs> yes, it was so smooth. Smooth, smooth. smooth, smooth. <laughs> well, I still had my hip hop outfit on, so <laughs> yeah. bag of jeans, everything. <laughs> right, right. We, but we were together from that day forth. Wow. That was it. Two years later, we were engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, ladies, it don't take five, ten years for a man to propose. Okay. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to put it out there. That's a man right. typically knows right away. Did you kind of, did you know right away when me uh, and Sarah, or did it take like a couple of weeks, a couple of months before you knew, like, yeah, this is it? For that's me. a very good question you asked. Uh, I'm going to share this with you. All right. So, uh, I always had this thing when I meet someone and it's like, okay, you know, I, you know, sometimes I have pretty big personality, all this type of stuff. Sometimes I feel like the person, a person can try to match their personality with you because they want to show that, you know, they always want to show you their better side. Right. And so what happened is that I always had this thing. I said, if I meet a person for at least, if it lasts for six months and they haven't shown me anything, then I'm going to probably, they probably pretty solid. Mm -hmm. It's hard to hide a personality for so long. Mm -hmm. Cause I always thought that some people who are, who can be legitimately look good on the outside, but you can be a little Look crazy. Yeah, I'll yeah, be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. And I have no idea. And I had to get, how can, that was always my measuring point. If I can make it through six months. But I also had a thing with her. First of all, it was completely brand new. Okay. I never really, I never really, I mean, dated out beside my race, but making somebody my girlfriend, it was, it was just not one of those things. And God was just moving on my heart. They're like, hey, you know what? She's somebody, you know, somebody different. This is something different. Mm -hmm. When I first initially met her, I thought well, she didn't say anything about like, did she like me? I thought she just like, well, maybe I just want to have a, 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 good, a, good, a good conversation with a black man. I just, I'm just being real with you. Like, well, you can be a good friend. I'm yeah. like, and she never, she never, I never saw anything saying that she like, you know, like black men. And there's certain signs that you get. And I never saw that on her. Mm -hmm. And you know how it is sometimes the way a person with makeup, yeah. the, you know, lipsticks, the way, the way they talk. It could be jewelry. I can pick up any little sign. Mm -hmm. I didn't see none of that on her. So I'm thinking like, dude, this is new. This is crazy. What does she want out this relationship? I don't know what it is. So I always had this thing. So uh, going back to answer your question. Why are you laughing, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> I knew within about two weeks of our conversation that I said, if she could make it past and if she's authentic of who she says she is, mm -hmm. this is someone I can really... I, I think I'd be with this person. Let me and I told you. her, I told her, I did. I said, I do. I was the first person I did say, man, I feel like I need to tell you that I love you. I said, but I don't know. It was so crazy. Yeah. Because I never felt that. I'm be honest with you. I, I, that is odd. And you don't want to freak nobody out the first yeah. time you meet yeah. them. All right, I'm out the door. You don't tell me you love me. What do you mean? We just <laughs> met. We just met. But I knew it was a God thing. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing, I had a requirement. All right. So we, uh, what? Hey, I got to put it out there. Just, this is being real. <laughs> And anybody who's seeing this can probably appreciate this. Oh, I always believe. All right. So even though I, 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 I you know, I met, I, I always had certain things. And my thing was always this mind with mine. It was pet peeve. And if you got them, just work, do some of the, I'm going to give you some little exercise routine I, to do. Let me apologize in advance <laughs> for this story. But I always, I said, man, I, I, I saw everything. Or she's a beautiful lady. Great, great conversation. Just spiritual, all this type of stuff. I never saw her ankles. And I, I had a thing about <laughs> nothing wrong. I'm just telling you, I just had a thing for women who, or, you know, 
cankles. And I just could not get past if your if your leg and your ankle the same size, it's just like it was a hard thing for me. I'm just gonna be real. Can I be real with you on that? I'm just so you being had, real. you wanted to see her ankles. I, I wanted to see the ankles. <laughs> and I finally saw the ankles. And it was like, oh my goodness. That was and it's not like I did that, that against a everyone. Deal. It was right a done deal. He was he was on board. I had no idea. I yeah. came over and I had on like, you know, a little skirt. I had no idea that my ankles were gonna be the, the deal breaker. <laughs> the deal breaker potentially. <laughs> but yes, thank you for that wonderful um, God inspired story. Um, but to answer your question originally, ten days, Zakia. Ten days. days. On the tenth day, mm. he told me that he loved me. Wow. And that was just real. And yeah. that, and guys usually know. You know, um, I knew she meant, I mean, it wasn't just all about ankles, but her heart, it was, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, but I wanted to, you know, it's just some part, of, you got to understand a part of the story. Mm-hmm. And cause some people, it may be a turnoff, yeah. but she, there were just so many things and it was so new and it's just like, it was just different than what I've had. And she's complete where literally I'm from Florida. She's from Northwest. She's from Seattle and we completely different worlds, yeah. but we had so much in common. And, and and that's the part I appreciate it. She loves sports. I love sports. She wanted to work out. She cared about her health. She was a spiritual woman. All these, she checked the boxes in all these areas. And I'm like, man, this is, we became like best friends. Mm-hmm. And because there were so many commonalities that we had. And it really, I mean, I felt like it was just like, I pretty much got a dude I'm hanging out with, not a dude, but you know what I'm saying? saying as, like but you know, it's great, it's a best friend. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> she said with good ankles, good just in case I didn't hear that. <laughs> she did a lot of calf raises before I met with her. <laughs> so that was, our, that was kind of my story, but I, guys really do know mm-hmm. if they meet that certain benchmark. It, it shouldn't take forever. Let me ask you this, Tank, because we I know there's a lot of women that watch my show, okay? Yeah. Um, so I hear some that's in relationships for like 10, 15 years, have kids they're living like they're married i mean the whole nine yards but the guy won't propose what would your advice be to these women as a man as a looking man. in what would your advice be so as far as a man not a woman yeah, uh, a man not wanting to propose right. if they've been around with them for, for years right what would be your advice what or whatever whatever comes to mind on that like what is your thoughts on that that's is it, there's so many thoughts on it because i just feel like there you either have to be, have some conversation that need to be had, mm-hmm. all right, for whatever the reservation of that guy, because mm-hmm. sometimes guys have their reservations about certain things. And sometimes, and I'm be honest with you, and, and women do it as well, but guys can sit there and probably sit there, maybe waiting for another, another uh, next best thing if they don't have this person, if they haven't really committed. And sometimes right. guys have an issue with commitment as well. And that's just a real thing. Guys have a commitment with issue, uh, a commitment issue. And just probably kind of the same thing I probably had. Just like, I just don't know if I, you know, want to be married, but I didn't, I didn't really, mm-hmm. I don't know if I really want to take the chance by getting married and then potentially being divorced. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't understand, mm-hmm. the, I don't understand all the rules. I didn't understand what made my mom and dad want to split up. And I'm looking at all these other people and I'm not seeing truly successful marriages. That's just right. being honest with you. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't, that's a very good question you brought up. I feel like there's so many angles you can hit on it, mm-hmm. but you feel like if it's God, if it's God centered, that's the part. Because guess what? If it's God centered and I, I'm, and she, and I know she has her own walk with God. I have my own walk with God. All of my, all of my respect and everything is going to go here. I can't be worried about, what she's trying to do, because she has to turn around and, and and make those make that she has her own relationship with God. Right. And so I feel like if if it's not God centered, it's gonna be very it'd be very if you're unequally yoked in that in that sense, uh, where one person may be 
spirit field another person maybe right you know kind of like still want to be in the world mm-hmm. it can be very i'm not saying it can't be a success but I, it's very it's difficult yeah it's gonna take some work yeah. um because a lot of times people go oh i can change them mm. and then you get into this relationship Ooh. now you're doing married people people things now you have these soul ties that's built now you have kids that's built and now you've stuck yeah. Okay, you feel stuck. You know, yeah. you're really not stuck, mm-hmm. but you feel stuck because it's like, okay, now it's just not myself. I have all of these different avenues that I just opened up, but only if I would have waited. And a lot of times, I think, especially as women, it plays a huge part in, um, like, if the father is not there, okay, then they're looking for love in all the wrong places. Right. They're giving up themselves a little bit too soon instead of waiting mm-hmm. for marriage because mm-hmm. they're like, I just want to do it because the guy wants to do this. And then next thing you know, you're doing this. Now you created this bond and he's in it just because it's fun for him. You're in it because it's love. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you're going around this circle. Now you're mad because he's not proposing. I saw this TikTok video. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh And this guy, he had, he was recording the whole thing. I think he had somebody recording it for him. And as she walked in the door, he was on one knee getting ready to propose. She literally took the ring out the box through it okay and was like oh after 15 plus years and kids now you want to propose like get that thing out my face like she was really upset but it's like how can you be upset with him when you you waited 15 years right you know now you're mad because he's finally ready and you've been ready 15 years ago (laughs) so it's one of the things where we have to um not just women but men because there are Mm -hmm. some men that's ready to get married and waiting on the woman you know it's not just one gender that's waiting um and so when it comes to you, Sarah, how long would you have waited? Mm. If that's, a, that's just a question, just throwing it out there. How long you think you would have waited? Knowing the biblical standards right. and everything and yeah. having all the knowledge now. I, I wasn't willing to wait long. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I knew what I wanted. I knew the stage of life that I was in. And I mean, thankfully, we we were on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to get married. We wanted to be able to... Um, do it God's way, yes. and that I, that was so important. But I do, um, I feel for people that meet that person that they feel is for them, and they're not on the same page. Mm-hmm. And to kind of answer the question that you posed to him, um, it's it's so important to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. If you're with someone and marriage is not coming into the conversation, mm-hmm. there's a reason why, you know, kind of like he said, there there are, there could be past hurts, there could be mm-hmm. a lot of fear, mm-hmm. um, or it could be, it just doesn't feel like you're the right one, but you have to have those conversations mm-hmm. um, and, and be a safe place for them to have those conversations. So right. they don't feel like they're being attacked, but really where you're like, I really want to hear like what, mm-hmm. you know, what are your thoughts on this? And knowing that they're going through something too, that's probably not the ideal scenario for them either. Right. Um, so I just think it's important to have that conversation. I think a lot of yeah. people are compromised. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. like if they've been waiting for a while and they've been waiting for someone to come into their life and then they finally got somebody to come into their life and they're just like, well, it's better to be in single. Exactly. And it's like, yep. no, it's, it's yeah. better to be single and connect with God mm-hmm. and let God send that person to you. Um, and so I do want to ask y'all, did you want to yeah, say something no, I on that? Saying, I, like, I yeah. think you said it. I think people look, begin to lower their standards. Yeah. And they begin, like you said, they begin to settle. Mm-hmm. And when you do begin to settle, you're not getting where I feel like God is best for you. Mm-mm. And sometimes, and for whatever reason, and we just, we we could settle because situations that we're in, I don't care if you have multiple kids. I don't care if you're you're not in this situation. Some people feel stuck. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're 40, 50, 60 years old and you don't, and you still been single. 
you know, sometimes we have to, we have to take a hard look at ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. It's better and, to be single than divorced. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. And yeah. so, um, but yeah, Sarah, and you said something too as well. It is going back to have those necessary, the difficult conversations, but the necessary. I think it's about how you present the question mm-hmm. and things of that nature because some people don't really want to go in those spots and those, and for whatever reason, they might even had those past experiences, those traumas, and some people don't want to revisit those. Mm-hmm. And um, even if they've been married multiple times, some people don't, they just kind of stuff or repress whatever it is, mm-hmm. they stuff those things and, and they never really deal with those hurts and they just bury them inside and they take it on to the next relationship. Right, yeah. And so, so um, so I think those necessary conversations have to be had in terms of like asking about your future with another, like, how do you see our future? You know, do you see us? How do you, do you, do you really want to get married? You know, and I mean, I'm not saying because some guys don't want to feel like you, man, you, you're all, you don't want to feel like they're, um, it's like, it's like this right here. I'm, I'm, I'm equated to a sales term. It's like people love to, people love to buy, but they don't like to be sold to. Mm. All right. So people don't want to feel like they're being pushed into marriage, even though they want to be married. Mm-hmm. All right. And so I, I, I want to equate it into that into that realm. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just a way of about doing it in, in, the, in the safe place, the safe place where a person feel, hey, I don't feel I, I want to share my thoughts, but I want to feel like you're going to beat me up because I'm not agreeing with your, you know, if that's not right. the case, then you just need to run. There's red flags. Yeah, absolutely. You just need to go. I really believe that a lot of times people just need to be up front. Like, hey, I'm just I'm just looking to date. Uh, one thing I love about um, my son, okay, because like I told him from, and I'm talking about my oldest, one thing I've always told him is that if you're not ready to date and you really just want to see people, then tell that person I'm just just seeing people yep. right. so that that one person is not like you didn't tell them. So if they choose to get themselves attached, mm-hmm. that's on them. Right. And then there's and I've seen him do that where he's just like, no, I, I broke up with the person because I just felt like I wanted to be single and I don't want to cheat on them. Right. Um, I really love that about him to be yeah. so young and already putting that into place. And now right. I see him in this seven month uh, plus relationship mm-hmm. now. And I'm like, okay, like how's things going? He was like, no cheating game, no cheating <laughs> game. Like I'm not cheating. I was like, okay, cool. But um, I want to get back on YouTube really quick. Um, and I want to ask what was a bump in the road? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you were just like, we got to go to God on this. Yes. We're not seeing eye to eye. And how did you deal with it? That's good. Well, I would say, uh, and we share this when we do our marriage classes that, about four months into our marriage, yeah. we had like a bombshell mm-hmm. hit our marriage. It was an external thing, but it it was catastrophic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Catastrophic. And it was it was really one of those things. And and I always tell people, man, I wish we had had lived the life, you know, like the, <laughs> the adventures yeah. in marriage and communication skills and all that then. But we didn't. But we had God. Right. Yeah. And. I think what we we really realized, and this is this is so important, and I'm so thankful that we realized this early on. We knew that God had put us together, mm-hmm. yeah. and we recognized that moment that this was the enemy's plan to knock us out early, right? Because what happened was something that most couples probably couldn't get through, and I remember just sitting, I'd go out to Lake Ella and I would just pray, you yeah, have my, my big talk Starbucks. <laughs> so I wasn't sleeping a lot and I would just play worship music mm-hmm. and I would just l- download that into my spirit. And, and I'm, I just would, you know, read the word and just mm-hmm. be, um, 
encouraged in knowing do not be swayed by this circumstance. You know God has called you together. You know that you have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And we've mm-hmm. seen that purpose unfold all throughout our marriage. And so it's kind of giving a vague, broad mm-hmm. scope of this. But the key for for us was recognizing that this, this was a, a union that was... Um, you know, honored by God, it was that we were put mm-hmm. together for a reason, and to not let that distraction destroy the purpose mm-hmm. that He had for us. Yeah, because yeah, it's so easy. I think it's so easy to lose focus, um, especially when you have something that hits your marriage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It, it can knock you back, you know, make you wonder, did I marry the right person? What was right. I thinking? I mean, oh, the enemy, yeah. it's like the enemy will kick you while you're down. He get, try, he gets you down, okay? Mm-hmm. And then he's kicking you while you're down. Mm-hmm. So you're you're constantly taking these blows. So um, one of the things that I like that you said was that you actually, you you went to Lake Ella. Mm-hmm. You, you you basically was meditating with God and allowing God to fill you up, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like what, what I just literally seen in the spiritual realm is you down at your lowest, but there's this huge shield mm-hmm. and the angel standing over protecting the blows that's coming yes. so that those, it didn't um, damage you even more. That's right. And so, and that's what the word of God is. The word of God, when you're at your lowest, you have to realize like you have to pick up your swords. You have to put the full armor on. You have to use every weapon that God have given you because I've had moments where I had to you know say no I know God brought me and my husband together because there's things that we went through Mm -hmm. and it seemed like it was hard to get out of that pit Mm -hmm. it seemed like like man the blows that come the thoughts that come and you're trying to throw scripture out you're trying to remember God's word you're trying to be in good spirit Mm -hmm. which is really hard like you said lack Mm -hmm. of sleep losing sleep it can hit home, especially when it's involving your marriage and your kids. And it's just like, man, we have a lot at stake right now. Mm-hmm. So what about you? How was that for you? I, it was the same thing. I It was such a, um, it was such a troubling, first of all, a traumatic experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. For anyone. And then go through something like this. You can go through this individually because this right here could have put someone in divorce mm-hmm. if you didn't have the strength or the, because God said in the word, it talks about, he says, my strength is made perfect in weakness and when you're at your weakest points that means he will cover that mm-hmm. and I felt like in this in this moment of, of, of a weak spot that God, God began to cover us and to be restoring us but it impacted it impacted it definitely impacted me so much because um I feel like I had the only thing I had was God. And then sometimes you don't feel worthy to talk to other people about it. You don't feel worthy. You don't feel like another person may not understand what's going on. So who do you convey to? Who do you talk to? And sometimes people and a lot of times the enemy tries to shift you and put you and isolate you with Mm -hmm. your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. But when you realize like God has put us together and we're going to try to make through this thing together, I will not let this situation define who we are or our marriage. Even though I was willing to, you know, we both, I was willing to let things go just because it was kind of like on, it was kind of like on my, on my side of things, Mm -hmm. but it was out of my, it was out of my hands, the way things, the way things went, how to handle. And um, it seemed like he was trying to, oh, no, go ahead. Okay. No, but it was such a impact on our marriage but I feel like it redirected it, re- it, it redirected who we were we're supposed to be and how we're moving forward and I can't believe we're standing before you even in a position right now that we're teaching other people how to be married how to get out of situation and how to how to 
restore and and regain strength in your marriage and how to move forward in the matter in the midst of impact that could have redefined it could have defined who you were mm-hmm. but we just trusted in God right all right that's amazing yes cool. I was just gonna add on to that is for couples when you do go through crisis mm-hmm. it is so important to be on the same page mm-hmm. and to pray about who you talk to yeah. Mm-hmm. Because not everyone is going to be supportive. They're going to be more wrapped up in the details versus God's plan mm-hmm. and and purpose. So, you know, that's just a, a side note there is you, you know, sometimes you, you do isolate when there's a crisis in your marriage, but eventually you do need, you know, someone who can come alongside you with that wise counsel and encouragement and um, just be mindful that it's not auntie so-and-so and cousin so-and-so yeah. like okay. make sure that you're you're pulling off of people who are truly there to mm-hmm. support you and guide you with biblical uh, principles and backing that's important yeah. because a lot of times you run into friends and family oh, that can't yeah. give you that wise counsel they telling you what you should be doing what they would do and it's like this have nothing to do with the word of God right now. Right. Like I need right. some some good counsel. Right. I remember I came to you a long time ago. Actually, I called for Sarah, <laughs> but I think you were like giving one of the kids a bath, or you were doing something with one of the kids, yeah. and then Tank and happened to answer your phone. Aww. And I'm like, "Well, can you talk?" <laughs> he will. <laughs> yeah, and he did, and he, you know, um, he helped walk me through some things, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm grateful of that, you know, because really, that's I want to say that's kind of like the start of the relationship that I end up getting with the both of you, mm-hmm. and then later on, really bonded with you um just because just mother being a mother itself and sharing personal information with you and so um what would be the last advice that you can give to a married couple today that is struggling Mm. yeah i want to say uh i think that obviously what we teach is about marriage education Mm -hmm. and you know i always kind of make the example it's like um when we get married um, you know, you have the part where before we get married, we kind of go through the courting phase. You sit down with maybe a pastor or somebody give you like figure out like, OK, we'll be a, are they compatible? They give you some sound scriptures mm-hmm. and then they marry, you get married after the proposal. You get married mm-hmm. and then they send you on your way and say, you know, they never see you again about right. it and just hope you work. You just hope you work on it. And I always kind of use this. I said, this is the equivalent of working out one time in your life and expect to be fit for the rest of your life. It is not gonna happen. So you need education, marriage education, and I mean, obviously we're a big component of Live the Life because mm-hmm. I feel like that's they're doing the right thing. We've seen hundreds of thousands of marriages being healed and saved, yeah. and, saved and, they, and they're taught the proper principles of how to communicate, uh, how to get through conflict resolution. So those things are very, very vital mm-hmm. and nobody's ever talking about it. Right. You know, we see a great marriage, but we don't really understand the details, mm-hmm. especially if you've been surrounded around a bunch of people that's been uh, that's been divorced. Or are you going to pull from where you, the strength? Generation of divorce, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. divorce, divorce right. right? So my thing is just saying, you know, make sure you, if you are, if you're struggling, uh, you reach out to either, you know, either live the life or, you know, or, and, you know, but I think getting that proper marriage education, mm-hmm. relationship education is key and not just getting it one time, come back and keep doing it. Because this is the most important part of your your out of out of outside of Christ mm-hmm. as our first decision, your second decision is the person that you're gonna be with for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And we always know it's not good for man to be alone. <laughs> and that's what it does. It's biblical, 
But this is your this is your second this is your second ministry. This is your, really your first ministry on this earth outside of Christ. This person is the single most important thing that you'll ever do. It doesn't come with a manual to show you how to do it. I don't know how I don't know how she operates, <laughs> but but giving us the skills to know how to to work together on our marriage is what is key key key. Mm-hmm. So I, that's my that's my kind of a. Yeah, and I would just say, I think um, the enemy will make you feel like you're in a category of one. And I would just say, you're not alone. There are so many marriages that are struggling. But the good news is if both of you have just a tiny little bit of hope or desire to make it work, it is so doable. We've seen so many marriages I don't care how much in crisis you are with the right tools with the right conversations with the right mindset and and taking that wall down and trauma being healed Mm -hmm. and and so many things it is so possible and doable and it's it's just I I would just say don't give up and and keep the hope and again really we we the programs that we have at live the life are phenomenal yeah -hmm. yeah we're going to actually talk about one after this show so there's going to be another show that I want y'all to tune into next week okay because they're going to be on the show today and they're also going to be on the show next week okay and so we just wanted to make sure that I put that out there and I do want to say while y'all were talking and and giving your your journey um, of like how God blessed your marriage and how y'all met one of the things that just fell into my spirit was that the very thing that your ministry um, the the calling of your ministry is the very thing that the enemy will attack he tried to to attack your marriage and and y'all were actually prophesied. I remember y'all telling me that that y'all would prophesy that y'all were going to be working for marriages, right? That's Is that exactly correct? Right. That's exactly and right. that's the very thing that the enemy wanted to attack. Mm-hmm. And so there's some people that the, the enemy is constantly attacking their attacking their finances, right. probably because you're supposed to be a business owner or maybe someone who's supposed to be blessing others financially. Some of you are, are probably dealing with health issues, mm-hmm. not realizing that you are called to be a healer, that's you know, right. that God's going to use your hands to heal people. So it's like the very thing that the enemy is attacking you with right now is possibly the very thing that God wants to use for his glory. Mm-hmm. And so um, I want y'all to stay um, encouraged. I'm so grateful that they came on the show today to be able to speak to us. And if anyone missed any of this on the radio, okay, because we are on the radio wave 94 um, and it's also 94.1. If you want to tune in, please tune into that because it's possible your marriage it can work it can last you just have to put god god is the main ingredient it's like baking a cake the main ingredient to that cake is flour so god will help keep everything together um and then also if those who's listening and you just tuned in you're like man i really wanted to hear the beginning of this show please don't hesitate to go over to my youtube zakia robinson and i really look forward to um the next show which is getting ready to take place for next week again thank you so much for tuning in with be the light And if you need a coach, if you need someone to help you with your inner healing, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. All of my information is on the Be The Light.live website. All right. Be blessed, everybody. I'm no longer bound. I'm no longer chained. I'm no longer captive. No longer restrained. Delivered, set free and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Thank you so much for tuning in to Be The Light. If you are looking for a life coach or maybe you're looking for some inner healing, please visit BeTheLight.Live. Again, that is BeTheLight.Live. And you can also follow us on YouTube for a replay of this show at Zakia Robinson. Be blessed. My name.